Okay, Zane, you've summoned me here. What can I do for you? Uh, okay, so I wish for a, a human pyramid made out of 15 unicorns. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I think I can, I think I can do that. It, 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 is there any, so we have this rule book, and you're kind of skirting around quite a few of them, you know, treating unicorns like humans, mm -hmm. and there's like, there's a bunch of PETA violations. Is, is there an easier way to, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, there's this cute girl that I like with an alliterative name, and uh, she's hanging out with her friend, and I want to distract her friend uh, with something that her friend really likes, which is unicorns and uh, gymnastics, uh, so that I can approach this girl and not feel nervous when I want to talk to her. Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah, okay. I can sort of see the logic behind that, but wouldn't it be easier if you wished for, like, any other distraction? Or wished mm. that you knew when she and her friend weren't together? Or wished that you weren't nervous around girls? Uh, oh, 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 okay, how about this? How about, um, how about a gigantic, uh, like, lava lamp made up of, of many smaller lava lamps that explode and, and cause chaos throughout the streets? That, that would probably distract her. Oh boy, uh, you know, the PETA violations were bad enough, but now we've got property damage. Like, you, like, <sighs> see, oh, there's so many highlights that here. I don't, I don't even really know where to start. Again, you can just wish for some alone time with this girl. I really, like, is, really hate the rules. Right, but they're not that hard to circumvent. You just have to, like, read any of them. In, in fact, I can advise you. I can advise you how to get around them. Okay, Just right. say, just say what you want. What do you want? Uh, I want to, to talk to that girl one-on-one. -on -one -on -one. All right, here's what you want to do. Say, I wish to talk to that girl one-on-one. -on -one. Is that easy? Just just say it. Just go ahead and say it. I wish to talk to that girl one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, see, you weren't, this, you weren't specific enough. I'm going to have to get all this... I'm going to have to get this other rule book out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what's your name? Uh, so I'm Zane. And my name's Ben. And this um, is the Fairly Odd Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Carton Cast. Yep. Um, where you've hit the baker's dozen today. <laughs> not, not, not really, because it's not our... That would have been a good thing to say for our 13th episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, anything else would have been a good thing to say, which sort of ties into our, today's uh, today's uh, podcast. Yeah, phrasing uh, is important in today's podcast. <laughs> Very important, especially when Burt Reynolds shows up. Um, so today we are talking about the fairly odd parents, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, uh, ran on uh, um, Nickelodeon and actually is still running today. I did not realize. Is it really? Um, so the the rundown of the series, it was created by Butch Hartman, who later also did Danny Phantom. Yeah, which, man, man, do I like that show a lot better. Yeah, basically, after the success of Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Nickelodeon went to him and was like, you have free range. And he's like, I'm doing Danny Phantom. Yeah, let's make all this. I'm going to do Teenagers this time with 
uh, bigger proportions, but just as many teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he also put in work on several other popular Cartoon Network series. Uh, he came up with the idea for Fairly Odd Parents in 1997 and used it as a series of shorts on the animation showcase show, Oh Yeah Cartoons, which is yeah. how a lot of cartoons got their start back in the day. That and the uh, uh, What a Cartoon showcase on, on Cartoon Network. Right, right. And uh, the uh, so I think it was Cartoon Cartoons was, was one of them was called, and that's mm -hmm. where Adventure Time came from. So this was a, this was a very prosperous age for these kind of one-shot experimental um, things that really capitalized on a surreal, tongue-in-cheek sense of humor that yeah. wasn't all that prevalent until recently. And uh, sometimes they even let uh, like the fans vote on what they wanted to become a new show. Which I, uh, that's how we got uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, yeah. This was sort of a this was kind of a you know a cutting edge for experimental cartoons that really mm -hmm. a lot of them a lot of them like Invader Zim and Adventure Time just really hit really hard with a very targeted audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, which is why we don't want to go too far into the past with cartoons, because they start getting real, real formulaic if yeah. you go far, back far enough. Um, but Fairly Odd Parents was picked up as a full series in 2001. Um, in 2005, after its fifth season, it ceased production, but then it, mm -hmm. picked, up, it picked back up in 2008 with the special uh, Fairly Odd Baby, which... <laughs> yeah, um, poof. Like, I didn't know about that. <laughs> no, it, it pulled. It pulled a Futurama. Yeah, I, like I was um, vaguely aware that they had a baby at some point, but I hadn't heard anyone to refer to the Fairly Odd Parents for like years. So I thought they were done with it, but it's it's still going. It's sort of one of those things that you hear and you're like, I probably dreamt that, which doesn't say anything good about my psyche. But right. then you realize that it's actually there, and it doesn't say anything good about the world. <laughs> um, yeah, like I asked some people, like at work, and some old friends from college. Like nobody realized it was still going on, except for like the three people who dressed up as the Fairly Odd Parents for Halloween. <laughs> I I think they blocked it out. <laughs> um, How did they, where did they get the teeth? <laughs> the guy just had big teeth. We'll, we'll come back to teeth in it in in a, in a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, the show actually achieved some massive popularity and got several awards and nominations, even some uh, some Emmys. Yeah, some of which I would say is uh, which is due. Because uh, I was kind of getting, I was I was pretty skeptical <laughs> watching this show again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably ten years into my past, so uh, and I was pretty into it then. But I had thought that I had matured more, so that's either not the case or it's just better than I remember it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed watching this. Yeah, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I I would. Like it was better yeah, than I which... remember. Does that mean that you were like trying to make me watch a bad show? <laughs> I had like a, I had some real garbage lined up, and now I'm trying to rethink whether was... or not to like be retributive. No, it's fine. I was I was going for more like a more formulaic standard cartoon show, but this one actually oh. this one's actually stronger in a lot of regards and, and yeah. more creative than I had thought. And it's formulaic unto itself, but I wouldn't say that it's formulaic like across all, you know. Uh, comedy at the time, against all cartoons at the time. Right, right. I had thought it was, but I guess I just hadn't, I didn't really look much into it. Yeah, yeah. When, and, you know, there's a lot of that kind of makes this show pretty special. It's a little bit more daring yeah. in its humor. Like I said, it's got a more experimental sense of humor than a lot of uh, other cartoons at the yeah. time, but we'll get into it. Yeah, and we're going to only stick to the first uh, five seasons before it hiatus. Right, so if you see, like, a baby shaking a rattle at Timmy. Or and, a dog. Yeah, just, you've gone too far. Um, run backward a couple miles, or just actually wish yourself back a couple of miles. Yeah, wish yourself back. Wish you wish that you were watching one of the uh, TV movies that it did. Yeah, or the Jimmy Timmy Power Jimmy Hour. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, uh, <laughs> co-starring Jimmy Neutron. 
That's right. Two great tastes that taste great together. And you can tell that it's going to be completely different animation styles. Because, well, you can tell that it's going to be a winning team because their names sound similar. Right. Which I think is as far as Nickelodeon, I almost said Nintendo, Nickelodeon uh, (laughs) thought it. Well, that's how, uh, that's why Ed and Eddie was such a success. Because they all had the same name. Are you, are you certain it wasn't because of LSD? (laughs) It might have been because of that. (laughs) So, uh, I'm gonna, let, let me, let me, let me talk about what the show's about. Okay, go ahead. All right, so Timmy is an average kid that no one understands. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom, his dad, his babysitter, um, Vicky. Yeah, Vicky. They're they're always giving him commands. Mm. Um, there's doom and gloom up in his room, but uh, it's broken instantly. Yeah, by these by these magic little fish. Yeah, they grant his every wish. Right, because in reality. There is, uh, there is, there is odd parents. It's yeah, fairly, fairly odd, odd parents. parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got wands They've got... and wings. Yeah, th- these floaty crowny things. Yeah, which I, th- I think those are called crowns. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, uh, Cosmo. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I feel a little ashamed. I'm glad we, we did that. I I feel like you picked a show because you knew that we were gonna do that. I wanted at least one show that did. <laughs> But anyway, this show is a standard, like, wish-fulfillment fantasy mm-hmm. through the eyes of a kid. Um, so it's really easy for anyone who's ever kind of had flights of fancy of what superpower they would want oh, or yeah. anything like that to just... It's it's very whimsical, and um, it's it's very easy to just kind of go off on these tangents because uh, the, the format allows for it. Yeah, it's, it's very much in the style of... In childhood, when you're playing around with your friends... You know, you say, like, oh, uh, I'm this great space adventurer, and nobody says, like, no, that's stupid. Like, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, and then this happens. Like, you follow to it, lo- it follows to its logical extreme rather than stopping ideas where they are. And so yeah, it, it and goes in a lot of crazy directions. Yeah, which I, I originally kind of disliked because mm-hmm. I, I, it seemed so stupid that Timmy didn't... It seemed like Timmy had a learning disability. <laughs> he, like, he goes <laughs> off in the most weird directions to solve his problems. yeah. And also, anytime he, like, every episode, he tries to solve a normal problem, like, of growing up. Like, he's growing up. He's ten. Yeah. Oh, my mom is sad because she is really shitty at predicting the weather. All right. I will control the weather. Let's make her, let's make, no, 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 no. Let's make all of her predictions come true. So I can't unwish it without unwishing her. And now we have to wish for trampolines to stop hail-sized trucks from crippling Dimsdale. Oh, I forgot that one. It's, yeah. Yeah, for a kid who who has not one but two magical creatures who will do anything he wants and bend reality, like, he has a lot of trouble. Okay, well, here's the thing, uh, and that's why I originally was kind of very dismissive when I went back to it, because I'm like, oh my god, this kid's so stupid. But, like you said, it's not about getting solutions to problems. Right. It's about having a larger toolbox for enacting these adventures. Right. Like, uh, 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 in Calvin and Hobbes, you never have Calvin just say, well, this would solve my problem. I'll just put that in my fantasy. He's always Space Band Spiff, or, you know, Tracer Bullet, or something like that, and it fits within the genre, the the world that he's created for himself, which is really what Timmy's doing. I mean, this entire show can just be seen as a kid and his imagination going wild. And that can be seen in, um, you know, sometimes they pay homage to... You know, like Batman cartoons, or you know, classic comic books, or like yeah. film noir kind of things, and it, it yeah. really like the animation changes, the sound changes, everything really changes uh, when whenever they do one of those homages. Right, right, and you know, these are Timmy's interests. Yeah. So 
in, you know, in an external sort of way, um, you know, within, within the confines of the show, like, he's wishing for these things, so of course they're going to be a manifestation of, uh, his imagination, but also it can just be seen as just his imagination and how he sees the world around him, much like Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually started liking it once I, once I got over the fact that it's not about solving the problems, it's about having an adventure with this sort of greater set of tools. Yeah, I think the reason that I was initially dismissive it, and, and thought that it was more homogenous than it, than it actually is, is because it follows a lot of the standard cartoon tropes. You know, little kid, we're mean? supposed to identify with him, the mom's overbearing, the dad's an idiot, and that happens not once, but twice, because he's got regular parents and godparents. You dads, know. Make, <laughs> dads make really good idiots. They, I don't know why. Because they don't have any real responsibilities. I think it's because they wanted one of the parents to be more of an idiot, and it felt a little bit too cringy to make the mom the stupid one. Oh, yeah, you can never make the mom the stupid one. Like, that's just a little bit... Not are, really sexist so much as... Uh, are there any, it's, It seems ungallant to do that. Are there any cartoons where the mom's the stupid one? I can't think of one. I, the, and... Uh, a lot of the cartoons, hyper-competent. a lot of the cartoons where the dads are competent is the ones where the mom is like absent or dead. Oh yeah, like Rocket Power. Yeah, like Rocket Power because Raymundo is <laughs> such a good father figure. <laughs> uh, I will say this: I do like the uh, I do like that the show kind of like follows its own whims and it's just the manifestation of this kid having mm-hmm. you know having his having a creative outlet. But the world in and of itself. Like, the plot of, of, you know, there's fairy godparents that make these kids, these depressed kids happy by, like, granting them any wish. Yeah. That that world makes no sense. There's no internal consistency no. with the concept of fairy godparents. The rules sometimes contradict each other. Um, you never see the you never yeah. see the world messing up because some other kid fucked up. It's always Timmy. It's always Timmy, which either means that he's just got the only shitty godparents possible. It, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> or this is a one massive conspiracy to convince him that he's one of many kids with these with oh, man. superpowers. And I can go into more of that. We, I, I spent a good amount of time beating off to like I the possibility that this is kind of trying to con him into maturity. Oh, I hadn't considered that because we've, we've seen other kids with fairies, but they're never the ones causing problems. Like you, no, would, they wish for ice cream. You would, I wish my parents weren't divorced. You, yeah, you know, reasonable things. Yeah, you would expect though, like there to be like this clubhouse of kids, all of whom have like a like a help like a self help group. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm a... Timmy, and I've had fairy godparents for a year. Hi, Timmy. Oh man, yeah. Well, I mean, they 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 have to keep it within the community. Yeah. Or actually, they can't even. They can't even tell other par- uh, other kids um, that they have fairies, or else the fairies go away forever. Which brings. I thought they into... could. T- I thought they could tell tell other kids with fairies that they. No, 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 no. no. The, the godparents are allowed to tell the kid if the kid asks point blank, "Does this other kid have fairies?" But the oh. kid can't go around bragging about. It. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and apparently... I, I looked up the rules. Um, oh, which, I didn't think there, there's a wiki on that. There's a there's a wiki, and it's pretty like there's 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 fifty or there's fifty some odd rules, which range from you know it, it, it competent to um, you can't tell your anybody else about your godparents. Mm-hmm. You can't make secret wishes because then the fairy society can't like stenographify them. Yeah, they need a quota. It's like uh, Monsters, Inc. They need to know who's given what output. Exactly. They do have an internal... They, they do have an internal, like, uh, uh, way to verify and 
you know, audit these wishes. Run by pixies. But then, some, <laughs> but then, but then yeah, <laughs> bureaucrats with wings. Um, but then there's also wishes such as, uh, you know, no breakfast after 10.30. Yeah, yeah there, no, it was no <laughs> breakfast wishes after 10.30. I remember, right, which I is watched just a one-off joke. <laughs> it's a great joke. But it's really funny. That's, like, that is perfect. Like, that sets forward an entire episode. Yep. Like, yes, it does. It, I mean, it's very functionary, but it's also a funny sort of joke. Like, like oh, how, what kind of rules? I want to talk about the rule system. Please um, do. Yeah, so there's this huge comical book called Duh Rules. Yep. Which, you not, know, not Ja Rules. No. Duh Rules. Which, yeah, which. That'd be a different tells show. You, it, tells you how much, it tells you how seriously you should take this show. Yeah. Um, but it's this huge book of of these rules that you have to follow if you have fairy godparents, which, you know, it's not that confining, but it just gets in Timmy's way. It's it's a way for the show to progress without him having that sort of, oh, I want this to happen because that'll make everything better. It's a reverse it's, deus ex machina. Yeah, it, it forces him to be a little bit more clever with his wishes, which is another reason that I think mm. this, is an, this is just, like, an incredibly roundabout way of making Timmy... A very wise yeah. person. A lot of lateral thinking, teenager. practice problem solving. If he had, I think he's being he trained to, to be some problem. sort of magical warrior, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> he, he, he has taken on that role before. It lends itself to that in a couple of the TV movies. That's true. <laughs> or president, like in Malcolm in the Middle. What? Do you remember that? When Malcolm became president? No, no, no. In the very last season, it's revealed that his mom is a dick to him over and over and puts up all these ro- roadblocks because she wants to see somebody... Who has had to, who understands how the little man, how the poor person thinks, um, empathize with them when he become when he comes to a position of power. Like it was all. A, Jeez. A yeah, isn't that stupid? That's in that's horrible parenting. <laughs> it's also like really easy to pick apart that idea. <laughs> oh yeah, but like if you're trying to rationalize your horrible behavior, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, I'm gonna that's that. kind of what just. That's kind of what Timmy does. Yeah. You know? He has this huge magical Freudian excuse, except that, you know, everyone really does just blame him and nobody else. They have right to blame him. He does a huge amount he of collateral a, damage. With with great power comes great blame. And he deserves it. Because he <laughs> uses that power. In, like, this, it's not out of malice. He's just bad at it. Well, he's ten. What were you good at when you were ten? But that's the thing, though. He, <laughs> um, Off the top of my head, uh, biting you. Yep. And video games. I don't know. I was doing a lot of no pants dances. Yep. I don't know what that says about me. I, w- I didn't get rid of that habit. <laughs> I was really good at getting bitten. That was good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were a pro. We, we were um, a good team. Um, but yeah, that it that, that entire thing where Timmy's just kind of he's forced to emotionally mature. He always comes away with a lesson. He doesn't remember it. To, he doesn't. By the next episode, he doesn't remember it. I think he usually does. It's not as bad as some cases. Mm. It's not so much that he doesn't remember it; is that that specific situation never comes up again. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, you you can view his fairies as kind of this mechanism for his uh, maturity through adolescence. Um, and you know, you, yeah, you you might even yeah, you can you can you can go even farther than that. I'm I'm gonna stop being quite so <laughs> quite so awful at you know waxing philosophical about. You know, the maturity aspects of a cartoon show. But um, that that belongs in Clockwork Orange. Um, so let's talk about a couple of the other characters, though. Sure. Because we've talked enough about Timmy, I think. Yeah. Um, 
His fairy godparents are the other main focus. Yeah, everybody else is more or less incidental and just fulfill roles. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fairy godparents. Yeah. Fairly odd parents, excuse me. I, I keep on mixing that. Very odd, but it does. It's fine. It's um, stupid. <laughs> so they are a, they the are, entire premise of the show is a pun anyway. They're a husband and wife team. Um, Wanda. Uh, I'm so sick of you saying that. <laughs> what is that not a thing? That's not a term. Wait, is it still not a term? Are you sure? <laughs> no one's listened to any of these. Yet. There's no way it's been a term. Um. So Wanda is. Uh, she's got a pink crown. She, she's got pink hair. I'm so mad that you brought that back. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. That's a, I'm telling you, that's a phrase. <laughs> uh, Cosmo's got green. Yeah, um, they're they're very you know cartoonish. Yeah, and they're you know they got the crowns, uh, little wings, little wands. Yeah, of course they're 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 just kids with you know fairy characteristics. Yeah, they're, just, um, they're the same size as kids. I don't really understand why fairies need to seek out kids to make happy. Like, I don't understand then, the fairy to human society. Imagine, it doesn't seem like it needs to exist, except that fairies explode when they don't use their magic. Imagine that... So it's like Remora. Yeah, imagine that you've created this perfect society where you can just make whatever you want. You would go around and, and fix other cult, you know, you know, other problems from other cultures. It's like Star Trek. It's like Doctor Who. It's like Doctor Who. <laughs> it's not as racist as Star, Star Trek. <laughs> um. Um, but uh, the... They live as fish in his little yeah, fishbowl. Talk about the husband and wife team some more. So, the the fact that they that Timmy needs two fairy godparents shows how inept they are, because anybody else only has one. Do you think it's like when a, a, a teacher gets hired at a university, and they're like, wait, 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 take my wife too, or else I'm not coming? I think it's more that neither of them is good enough on their own. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Wanda Wanda's very competent. She got like really high she's marks. She's competent, but I think Cosmo has the bulk of like they've shown them one like Timmy with just Cosmo or Timmy with just Wanda, and and they get winded easily by using their magic. Like they need to be working together. Yeah, they're out of shape, but I do. Think <laughs> they're out of shape. They, I, yeah, I do think that Wanda got like assigned to Timmy and like had to twist. The, like the uh, the superintendent's arm. Oh yeah. Be like, take this green idiot that I fell in love with. He makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Well, they've been together for like ten thousand years. Whatever. Time doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. That's like it's like the year a hundred million for Buck Todd Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Time Squad. It, it like it's just this like sufficiently large number so that we can't comprehend how they're they're immortal. They're essentially yeah. immortal. Yeah. They're um, immortal. And they which love makes Timmy. the whole. Which which makes the whole Doctor making Who. a baby thing seem a little bit strange. Like, did fairies die? Uh, I don't think so. Well, if fairies are born, then I would assume. Huh. I mean, that's actually uh, that's that's a concern. That whole you know uh, preservation of the you know uh, number of the race sort of thing, the preservation of the the population. <laughs> that's that's also a plot point in one of the TV movies. Oh yeah. Uh, not to, not to very lead, but, um, yeah, I guess I'll just bring it up. Um, so, Timmy eventually makes a secret wish, and it doesn't come out until he's in a court case to keep his godparents, and the pixie on the other side takes out the secret wish, and he's like, wait, Timmy made a secret wish, and this is, like, the biggest no-no there is. Mm -hmm. Like, not only do you lose your godparents, you lose all memory of them, um, you lose a bunch of other, you, you, you can never get them back, um, and, like, fairy kind is, like, forbidden to associate with you ever again. What was the um, wish? The wish was, I wish everyone stopped aging. 
Oh, jeez. And, <laughs> and no, 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 it gets better. Um, Timmy wished for it 50 years ago. Oh, that... so Timmy is a 50 year old man that has kept them in this. They, he, he pulled a fast one on all of, all of both worlds. <laughs> and has just been living as a kid for 50 years. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, which, you know, in a very subversive way, uh, you know, denies his own maturity. So he's kind of turning the whole fairy godparent thing on its head, abusing the system to, you know, maintain the status quo, which I kind of really like. Jeez. Like, good on, good on you, Timmy. Uh, and they freak out. But, um, I don't really like Wanda. To, to go back to the different characters. She's, she's a bit, you know, she's classic mom. Like, she's overbearing. She's the voice of reason. She's and not that's as. That's what I don't like about she's her. She's not as Is that she's overbearing and she nags. And she's brought up nagging all the time. And mm-hmm. it's a very sexist caricature of one of the only female characters in a show where the only female characters are all sexual sexualized characteristics it's it's really it's yeah. kind of gross like the only one who it doesn't have like sexist characteristics is the principal and <laughs> principal waxoplex waxoplex and you know if you contrast the principal to like crocker she seems normal but like on her own not really yeah um yeah cosmo I do like cosmo cosmo is great he's got a lot of uh you know funny lines and and you know if a line if if a joke is too stupid it goes to cosmo but usually he's he's pretty fun to listen to well what i like about him is that like you always have an idiot character an idiot male figure Mm -hmm. right in fact in the show you have two uh distinct ones in the same role hilariously yep um dinkleberg um but in one of the funnier examples of idiot humor i i uh i think i like him so much because one his jokes are actually good but that's more just the writing. I like the character because he's aware that he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't deter him at all. No, no, he's. <laughs> it doesn't like. He's really know, determined. Egg him on spitefully, he just like, yeah, this is how I am. I'm not gonna stop thinking ideas. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it, <laughs> and my wife will clean up after me, so I'm allowed to. Yeah, I. He's perfectly happy about it. He knows he's dumb. He knows he's dumb, but he still disperses wisdom to Timmy. Like, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking like if there's, you know, Timmy always, Timmy always solves problems in the roundabout way. Mm. And sometimes it's Cosmo pushing him on in that random direction. So like Wanda will say, like Timmy has to clean his dad's, you know, room or whatever, uh, has to clean the house or something. And Wanda will say, well, you know, you can just, you can just wish it clean. And, and Cosmo's like, or you can melt away the dirt with heat vision. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sweet. And Wanda's like, you can apologize for melting your dad's trophy. And Cosmo's like, or you can go back or, in time. I forgot about this. And prevent him from ever getting the trophy. That was, that was a really good one. You know, maybe it's that uh, Cosmo is keeping Wanda in the dark about his secret mission to, like, spur Timmy into these maturing <laughs> uh, misadventures. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, he's... You, you, have you ever read deep GPF comics? Deep GP. That sounds GPF. It's got Fooker. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot and what Fooker, that was called. And Fooker's kind of like the Office dunce, but it turns out he's actually a secret spy. agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's like the it's like the Pinky and the Brain theory. Oh, or Pinky's the genius. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that one. We're gonna have to come back to Pinky and the Brain for a lot of reasons. Oh sure. We now have three because his name was Robert Paulson. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> now that one. And then also, what was that last thing? Uh, the, the the Orson Welles. Yeah, the Orson Welles joke. 
segment where just Brain does an Orson Welles rant for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the main two characters. Um, you know, there's Chester McBadbat and AJ. Yeah, his best smart, friends. Uh, smart guy. And poor guy. Uh, man, I was gonna, I was gonna open up a podcast with, my name is, uh, Ben McGood Podcast or something. I should have <laughs> done that. But, uh, <laughs> I uh, love that. Chester McBadbat. McBadbat. And no, you know what? When anyone's like, this is one joke. You've been going on for five seasons. They just dig in their heels. We're calling him McBadbat. We're going to bring it up as often as we can. <laughs> Sans context. Well, I love that. A lot of the humor is callbacks. Um, is you know, it? If there's a gag that's not funny by itself, it gets funnier as they call it back. Like, um, like later in the episode. Like know, not multiple episodes. Not, not, not generally across multiple episodes, but like within an episode... Um, like, people are, like, picturing what they would do if they could change the town if they were mayor for a day. And so, oh. first it shows Vicky, and it's like, she's, she, it's like, in hell, there's fire, brimstone, she's having slaves turn a giant stone wheel for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and, and then Vicky. And it's like, oh, that's Vicky. But then, later, it's, it's, it's like, Mrs. Turner, uh, Timmy's mom, like, what would you do? And, like, she's picturing it, she's on, like, this golden throne, everyone's happy, and then it zooms out, it shows the same thing. Uh, and then, huh. and then again later for uh, Timmy's dad, Mr. Turner, it's like, uh, what would you do? And it, he's cackling and laughing, and it's showing just Dinkleberg working like, as a slave. bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, like, like that. Uh, like when uh, Homer tries to think of bad things that will happen to Ned Flanders mm-hmm. when he breaks the wishbone, <laughs> and it like shows him out of business, and then it shows him dead, and Homer's like, yeah, too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Timmy's dad. <laughs> Timmy's dad's great. Um, uh, whenever, okay, so I, I don't really want to. I don't want to really. We don't have to go, go far into, into them because they're the, the they're the same character as Cosmo and Wanda. A lot of them are, but I do want to talk about uh, a couple just because I. No, I mean, not, like, not I mean, really... like his parents are like they're the same. Like they're even voiced by the same person. Oh, are they? Yeah, Timmy's mom and, and Wanda are voiced by the same person, and Timmy's dad and Cosmo are the same person. Oh, and Timmy is voiced by um, Starfire and, you know, every other female in an, in an animated series. Yeah, yeah, uh, Tara, Tara Strong. Strong. That's she's, right. she's pretty well known. Bubbles. Uh, I think she was Ben in Ben 10. Oh, poor Ben. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Tennyson. Um, I think my favorite character is in this show. Just to, like, round out the character segment, mm-hmm. we can move on in a second. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, my favorite characters are Timmy's dad. And Jorgen von Strangle. Jorgen von Strangle is a gigantic fairy. Like most of them are, ki- <laughs> most of them are like kid the size. Roger He's Roger Lee Army of fairy kind. He is the size of like a bear. You can kind of see him like uh, yelling at Cosmo in boot camp, talking about how the best part of him dried up on the crack of his mama's ass. Yeah, like he's. <laughs> He's a mixture of Arnold Schwarzenegger and the drill sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket. That's that's where the line that I just stated came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. But with Ro- more Schwarzenegger. Roger Lee Army. Well, I did, excuse that's me for the, not knowing the guy's name. <laughs> I I I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, in in the show, um, full not Full Metal Jacket, Full Metal Panic, FM, FMP. I've got no idea. Yeah, Full Metal Panic, um, which is pretty good. Um, we might eventually watch it. Um, the ridiculously militaristic 17-year-old who doesn't understand how to interact in normal society trains like this base like this uh, karate dojo mm-hmm. and yells like americanized slurs at them and basically <laughs> picks he basically takes that entire rant from Full Metal Jacket. Oh nice. 
Which, eh, full metal, full metal, that's kind of funny. But, uh, in any case, um, I love Jorvan Von Strangle. His name's Von Strangle. <laughs> His name is Von Strangle. He is a single-purpose also... character. <laughs> he's also apparently, like, he's the only person allowed to change the rulebook. Yeah. I think he's, he's the, um, he's Zeke, or Z- Z- Zeke? Zed. He's, he's the Zed role. Like, he's the head of this organization, and it seems like there should be something above him, but there's just not. It's very, he's just the king of everything. Is Fairy World like a militaristic dictatorship? It must be, because he scrambles the fairies. Constantly. He loves to scramble the fairies. <laughs> he, he likes to scramble the fairies. And that <laughs> sentence is just how my, why I love him so much. Just that sentence. We don't need anything else. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of times characters just shout lines for added comedic effect. Oh, Crocker being the chief example. Yeah. Where he he does this horrible contortion that, in any other circumstance, would be hor. It would be like you're you contracted bonitis. Yeah. Like his head comes off and goes underneath his legs. Yeah, which you're ugly enough to begin with, Crocker. You got your ear in your like neck. <laughs> It's no good. Uh, so Mr. Crocker is Timmy's uh, elementary school teacher, and he's obsessed yes. with finding fairy godparents. Yeah, which is justified, sort of. Like, he should have given it up by now, but he actually used to have Cosmo and Wanda as fairy godparents. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was one of the half-hour specials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. There's a lot of... There's a lot of going back in time by degrees uh-huh. and watching watching the people you already know in the same context that they eventually grow up into. Uh-huh. So, you know, Crocker is crazy and lets fairies rule his life until you go all the way back as a kid. You follow uh, Timmy's dad back in time. He's shouting at Dinkelberg since a child. Like, yeah. It's really stupid. Uh, but yeah, the, the character's a lot of fun to watch. I just like Jorgen von Strangle way more than anything else. I would, <laughs> whenever he or Timmy's dad showed up, I got really excited. Uh, I was like, these are gonna be great moments. <laughs> um, they also... Stop! Uh, very... Getting funky with myself? How outrageous. <laughs> they both go do disco. <laughs> Um, uh, there are a number of small cameo roles with recognizable celebrities. Who like oftentimes the they're basically playing this? Yeah, that's Jay Leno. <laughs> Wait, was that was that actually Jay Leno? Jay Leno, Adam West as Catman. As uh, Adam West as Catman. Uh, there's Ben Stein. There's Gilbert Godfrey. Oh yeah, as as the head pixie, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah, he's that. Like, I think he's the uh, dentist. Maybe. Um, Burt Reynolds as <laughs> Norm the genie. I don't think he's actually Burt Reynolds. No, it, it's it it's Norm exactly McDonald. Like he just sounds like Burt Reynolds. It sounds exactly like him. Um, one thing I do want to mention is, uh, I want to, I want to jump into animation real Oh, real yeah. Quick. Yeah, absolutely. We can go back to tone and genre and music and sh- stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I want to jump into animation real quick because the only thing that I could really pick apart is that there's so much teeth in this show. This is like vagina dentata for cartoons. Like, uh, everybody has... <laughs> Yeah, just let me roll with it. There must have been better ways to Let me roll through, let me roll through Vagina Dentata for a moment. If If only. Put put that in a thought bubble, wish for it, um, and we're gonna go to the end of this conversation. Fine. There's teeth teeth everywhere in this show. Like, everyone's teeth are really huge, they're the butt of many jokes, and there's actually a faction of fairies devoted to teeth because there's a tooth fairy. And anything relating to a mouth (laughs) at all has to go through the tooth fairy. And like, I have to wonder how that happened, <laughs> like, historically speaking. Like, you guys can have literally every other kind of wish, but you can't, we can't fuck around with people's dental hygiene. We need, like, we, we need a sub-organization. The, 
to relegate this. The Tooth Fairy to... must have been around before the Fairy Society. It must have been like grandfathered in. <laughs> because because you see other the, fantastical creatures like April Fool, Cupid, the New Year Bait. Like you see these characters, they had to come. They're not fairies. They had to come from I'm, somewhere. I'm imagining like an Aboriginal society with like totem spirits and like one of them, <laughs> they're like just like the these are the old gods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like in sort of a uh, not not Pratchett. What's the other guy? Neil Gaiman sort of way. Like yeah. we went to the new land. The new land has Christianity. In this case, fairies. But there's still some devotion to the old gods, like the Tooth Fairy and the April Fool. Where does Santa fit in then? Stupid. Um, Kringle. Yeah. I think he's. I don't remember exactly. Like he's actually supposedly a very powerful fairy in some of the continuity in some like. So Dresden Files actually has him on par with like fairy queens, mm-hmm. which are which are which are big deals, or like the Merlin, which is like the head wizard in the world, and Kringle. Like he, everyone's basically like, you tried to fucking scam Kringle, you're gonna you're get you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like like this is one of the ultimates in fairy kind. I think he just doesn't he keeps his nose out of their business because he can't be bothered and yeah. he's drinking all day. Must be fascinating politics in fairy world. There are also elves in the fairy world, right? Am I making that yeah, up? No, I think that's right. I'm not sure what they Dobby? do. That's definitely not it. <laughs> uh, I want I want a Harry Potter fairy god, fairy, fairly odd parents crossover, where they mock Harry mercilessly for how much work they're, he's putting into like studying magic, <laughs> and he's just like, dude, all you gotta say is that you wish for it. It's like wicked easy. That's like um that's like the I classic wish I was invisible. That's Bam. like the classic um and it eventually culminates with Harry having uh a mental breakdown <laughs> that's from like, the strain that's and throwing like, himself off the Cornell bridge. Jeez, Ben. But that's that's like the classic high school <laughs> the um, Hogwarts bridge where everyone commits suicide in the third quarter and <laughs> their parents are putting too much strain on them not being muggles. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head at you. <laughs> uh, we haven't even made it to the dark segment. But um, but that crossover would be just like uh, the high school thing, like the bully who has it super easy, making fun of the nerd who's working really hard. But then once Timmy grows up and loses his fairies, Harry's going to just kick his ass. We we bring up the whole uh, you know high school dynamic bully dynamic inversion a lot i wonder if this is projection do we <laughs> i also think it's telling that we keep watching cartoons as adults well yeah but i mean cartoons the cartoons are working on the side of the underdog especially that show underdog yeah <laughs> <laughs> almost exclusively on his side oh i'll i'll put a gold star next to your name you you, you win this podcast <laughs> for the worst pun <laughs> it's not a pun uh no no it is um, it's sort of a, it's sort of like a pun. I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't pay much attention to the uh, the teeth animation. Really, it's everywhere. I'm Chester sure. especially, but um, everyone's grinning real big. Um, you know, Timmy of course has those big beaver teeth that everyone comments on constantly. There's the tooth fairy. There's uh, Chip who's got fantastic voice and fantastic teeth. Yeah. The shiny teeth in me episode. Okay, that's fair. There's um, teeth, which by the way is in my head almost constantly when I watch Fairly Odd. <laughs> my shiny teeth in me. Shiny teeth, he's got a shiny teeth. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in the outro, I think, um, if I can. But I, I saw it as, as more a, a part of just the general animation, which is, like, there's very thick lines, uh, thick borders. The shapes look, like, pasted onto each other. Like, I think that's sort of like the... There's a comic book. Like, I feel like this, this series has a lot of love for comic books, mm-hmm. and that's sort of 
lends itself to that. There's constantly like a bunch of word clouds with like pow, zazam sort of things coming I, up. I think that's more when they um, are parodying the comic books. Like they, they take on the aesthetic of whatever they're trying to lampoon. Which is usually comic books. Usually comic books. Like they very rarely do anything that's not comic books. <laughs> I love to be the, honest. I love all the Crimson Chin storylines. Here come the Crimson Chin. He lives. Yeah. He lives in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He, yeah, the puns are great. He fights villains who are a combination Based of a metal body and body parts. <laughs> Which, like, man, talk about a kid who's just daydreaming through enti- his entire middle school. Like, health class leads into chem, and just like he's blank for all of it, and this is just what he remembers <laughs> by the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, science other science goes out the window once magic becomes a factor. That's true. Um, which, you know, is a little bit short-sighted for the fairy... I mean, fairy dumb was happening when there wasn't science, so I guess they had to get their maturity rocks off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to stop saying maturity at some point. Um, again, projection. So the other thing I want to say about animation is just that there's really good slapstick. Yeah. Like, this is the best example of slapstick that I've seen so far, I think. Time Squad had some slapstick, but it wasn't really as punctuated. It always sounds really good when Cosmo's getting hit in the head with a shovel or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just great big smacking sounds and, like, uh, <laughs> like bells and trumpets happening. Like, bow! Stuff like that. Yeah, I actually, I was, I was paying attention to the audio and the sound effects as I was watching. Mm-hmm. And just, there's extreme tonal shifts from second to second for the sake of jokes. Like, is there? Yeah, you, like, you could be in a lighthearted mood, and then Cosmo, like, freaks out about something and gets all dark and dreary, and then it's immediately back to that, and then two seconds later, it's, like, a completely different, uh, feel. Like, every single movement is punctuated by a sound effect. Well, that actually, let's leave that back, let's just go right into sound, then. Music yeah. and sound. Well, that, um, that's the main thing things... I wanted to say. Okay. Like, yeah, if somebody's um... changing their posture from leaning back to leaning forward, there's it a sound a for that. Makes a creaking sound, yeah. <laughs> makes a creaking sound. Um, yeah, it's like Teletubbies. You watch it once for the sound and then once for the, the for the visuals. They have sound effects for blinking. Every time somebody blinks, yeah, that like a little sound. fart sound. <laughs> I I really hate that sound effect, but like I kind of giggle every time I see it. Uh, the prominent sound effects definitely are appropriate, and they're fairly fun to listen to. Like like whenever a wish happens, like the the wand starts blinking, like that ringing, like a sound, bell. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like. It sounds very natural. Sounds like a wish. Natural setting. Yeah, it sounds like what a wish is. What would a wish sound like to you? Ben, it's an onomatopoeia. Uh, yeah, it's onomatopoetic for wishes. Wish. And then, and then a yeah, and then a big bubble, co- an action bubble comes on the screen with wished, with like an apostrophe d. Um, the the alarm clock noise when Crocker freaks out. Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> I think, yeah, there we go, parents. Um. I, I do, I do, I think you're right. I think that the sound effects are very, uh, th- th- they definitely blend very well, but they're definitely at the forefront of what the animators are trying to do. Like, sound fe- features more heavily than visuals a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I- including music, I think. They love music in the show. Yeah, there's a lot of song and dance numbers, especially in the specials. Yeah, and it's not overbearing like some of Family Guy gets to be. Yeah. It's not like stupid, you know, a music number every goddamn episode. Well, it never, it never, Phineas and Ferb is a particular notorious offender in my eyes for that. In Fairly Odd Parents, it never, the songs never go on long enough for the fact that they're singing to be the joke. Like, it's never yeah. like, oh, it's not funny. Oh, they keep going, now it's funny. It's like, it's a good song, and it's got pretty good val- like production values on I'm it. I'm telling you, man, shiny teeth and me. <laughs> That's like, shiny teeth and me. 
I, I, I would I would sing that for a talent show. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Can you imagine all the prop humor you get out of singing that? You could put joke teeth. You could put joke teeth everywhere. You could like uh, have the microphone be like a huge toothbrush that you kind of like uh, put into a tango dip. Am I am I wrong? Uh, you're just like I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm waiting for the sound effects to cue for my eyes rolling. Uh, um okay one other thing i want to say about music Mm -hmm. is that uh there there's late motifs in this which i really like oh yeah the crimson the crimson chin that here comes the crimson chin Um, yeah yeah, and that plays at the beginning of a lot of characters that plays at the beginning of any episode that he's in i think dinkleberg has one dinkleberg um the the sort of action comic thing that yeah but my favorite lay motif is Jorgen von Strangles of course which is just like this like this really like death marchy sort of thing so big which yeah like again that lends itself to the tonal shift whenever like Jorgen comes in you really want it to like it captures everyone's attention like I'm immediately kind of afraid yeah ah. He's, yeah. a, he's a big fairy. This is a, this is this is a this is, this show really hits high in a lot of marks. Um, I think th- I do get a little bit tired of like some of the more pop culture references. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it's it's a little bit like there's there's a part of common you know teenager human the, humor these days mm-hmm. that I just I just don't get, and it feels very juvenile and you know uh, fairly odd parents is not. Uh, innocent of that, I guess. Like, there's, you know, a part where Timmy will say, if I ever do that again, I want you to hit me. So, like, I've heard that one a thousand times, you know. I, I feel like they can do better in some circumstances, yeah. but I'm not going to fault them for being in line with their era. I was more, um, uh, like, I remembered certain episodes really well, because they were very good episodes, but there were also a lot of just standard blah episodes. Some sustainers. And I, and I think I, like... Watching it, I enjoyed it more than I remembered it because I'm only remembering the good episodes, and so those were the only ones I watched. I I don't the, like the specials in particular. I thought were were hitting a high mark. They and the any, specials any in this Christmas are very episodes. good. Yeah, like to any listeners that that might be there, if you're gonna watch any of the show, just go just skip to all the specials. Yeah, they're good. They're great. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Nagi. Merry Christmas, Nagi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should have been my outro. All right, what whatever. Um. There is one more thing I wanted to bring up on the subject of the humor of this show, mm-hmm. um, which is that I, I, I'm going to like get a little bit, uh, you know, I'm going to zoom out a little bit from just the show and maybe get a little bit uh, more generic sure. for a minute. Yeah. Um, this, the non sequiturs are pretty great in this show, um, which is not something that I'm used to. Like, uh, I watched the Genie episode, and at the end of the, the conclusion of the episode... He's like, well, I'm off to destroy Canada. And then he gets a sinister look, and there's, like, a tonal change. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he says in a quieter voice, they've had it too good for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, just like, that is, is not happening? a necessary line. Uh, another one, Crocker's at, like, the garage sale for that same episode, and he sees Timmy while browsing. And he's like, oh, this lamp is perfect, by the way. F! And he hands him an F on a piece of paper. Didn't he give him a super F or something? I don't remember. I do like Crocker quite a Cro- bit. Crocker's got a lot of those good non sequitur. Like he's uh like he's using a fishing rod to try and catch fairy godparents, but yeah. he ends up catching the principal. And she's like, 
Crocker, what Why is does this? Why did he have a job? What is <laughs> Yeah, he should have been arrested. He, yeah. She's like, what is this? And he's like, uh, it's Cupid's Fork of Love. I love you! <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, how unexpected and unwanted. <laughs> yeah, like, again, Crocker can be like this, uh, this, this could just be how Timmy sees him. Like, Crocker might be a totally reasonable authority figure that is, you know, a little bit rough around the edges and happens to be the only person who suspects Timmy of his godparents, and that's just how he sees him. I do not think that's the case. No, I think he's he's too crazy. Like, he's teaching science class or math class or something. He's like, and two plus two is four. But in a world with fairies, it wouldn't be Two plus two equals fish, yeah. (laughs) Fairies! There's, like, also just random... Yeah, he never teaches, as far as I can tell. Um, and on March 15th, he, like, just actively tortures his students by, like, putting them in dunce caps and putting them on a stool and surrounding them with rabid dogs. Like, oh, jeez. It makes no pretense of actually being a real society in this show, which, you know, good on you. Like, the fairy society makes no sense, but they, they, they just stick to it. They stick why, to their guns. Why would Timmy want no one to age and everything to stay the same if so much of his life is terrible. Like, he hates his teacher, he hates his babysitter, his parents are incompetent, his friends are... I didn't watch a lot of the ones with his friends, but, like, they seem to always be in trouble with each other. He has unrequited love for an older girl. Like, why does he want this to keep going? Well, because that's all he has. Like, all he has is the reasons to have Cosmo and Wanda stick around. Like, the reason he made that wish, to stay young forever, was because he didn't want to lose Cosmo and Wanda. And that's it. That was his, that was his only reason. It's like, mm. they're my family. I, that, they're all I have. Like, he's an incredibly lonely kid. Yeah. His, his parents are very neglectful in, you know, standard Nicktoon sort of, sort of way. Um, but yeah, he has to stay a certain level of miserable so that he doesn't necessitate losing his godparents. What, what an incredible... <laughs> Sisyphusian task, like (laughs) (laughs) he's maintaining this balance between happiness and like despair. Yeah, I I wonder how hard it would be to expand that theory to, um, (laughs) you know, like someone in their in their having a midlife crisis. (laughs) Like instead of fairies, you have uh, drugs. I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. You jumped the gun a little bit. I was gonna lead up to it, but yeah, might as well. I mean, there's something in there with Crocker and uh, twitching and everything, but anyway. He, he is one twitchy guy. <laughs> well, that's generous. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I like the, I like the, you know, uh, non-sequiturs yeah. in this show. I don't know what separates, what makes a good non-sequitur? Um, there's plenty of bad ones. I, I, I previously thought non-sequitur and humor was bad, cheap source of blue humor at, at like the least. And well, at the worst, not... it just like is is just uh, a cheap way to remind people of an actual joke without actually saying a joke. I think the trick is that it you know it's a non sequitur, not for the sake of being a non sequitur. It's a non sequitur to us, the viewer, because we don't know the whole story. Like it hints at a bigger story. Like what you were saying with Norm saying Canada's had it too good for too long. Like <laughs> that implies so much, <laughs> and and yeah. you're left to just wonder and say like. How on earth did he what, get such a vendetta? Yeah, that's true. It kind of implies I, I think this that's crazy backstory. Because um, because audiences like to I I learned this in improv. Audiences like to feel to feel smart and fill in the gaps themselves. 
But if you make something too wacky and non sequitur, the gaps are too big. The gaps, well, the gaps are too big. And, but if you lead them along, there's no gaps at all. So it, it, yeah. it's they're constantly treading a fine line. And I think Fairy Godparents, Fairly Godparents, uh, hit the like they figured out what the best way was. And even if one didn't work, they were usually short enough that you know if if you weren't paying attention, you would miss it. Like I watched it, it that same episode, and it kind of went out. past me. Oh really? The Canada thing? Yeah, that just kind of oh, went man. past me. That was one of my favorite moments. Oh, I did like the that that and the breakfast when he stops serving breakfast. I did like that. <laughs> uh, so dumb. That must have been a problem at some point, I guess, is why they <laughs> like it that. It implies Brian something. Sandler. It implies backstory. What? Yeah, it made that it made that it made that kid cry in Big Daddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that homeless guy was shocked that they stopped that McDonald's stopped serving breakfast after ten thirty. That kid needed uh, fairly godparents. That that kid needed something that wasn't Adam Sandler. And he, he eventually got it in the form of John Stewart. Right. And, you know, hopefully when Timmy Turner grows up and turns into Drake from Drake and Josh, you know that happened, you know, you know that happened right? That's the, that's the live TV movie for Fairly Odd Parents has, has Drake. That's great. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any interest in knowing more about it. But, um, but yeah, that actually happened. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I have to say about this show. Not a whole. I'm I'm glad that it was better than I remember it being. Like I liked it more than I thought yeah, I would. That's gonna be a common thing that I hope for with these cartoons. Because I thought this was gonna be real bad, and I was going to inflict some serious retributive punishment on you. You still can. <laughs> I guess I guess I could. Um, um, I don't feel the I don't feel the need to. At some point, we got to um, do a really bad one, like just really I, bad cartoons. I've got some on a on a on a on a roulette wheel in my room. <laughs> so yeah, if you ever like i don't know uh trip a midget or something i'll i'll throw one of those on trip and we can go back to neutral trip a, is that a is that a euphemism i don't know i was thinking of david tell oh yeah for like for like something that necessitates bad luck it's like you, you kick a midget in the balls and now you wake <laughs> up and you have a tail or something like right that. right uh I, I don't know i don't know why he thinks midgets are magical I think I like it whenever he mentions. He, I think he just watched too much uh, Fairly Odd Parents. It's LP, right? That's the. I mean, you shouldn't make fun of LP in general, but I think that's the that's the that's the good term for him. I I get. I don't really look into it that much. What if the uh, What if Timmy grew up and he like had this horrible disability that caused his buck teeth and like he actually stopped growing and just, like, was entirely alienated by everyone, but he lost his fairy godparents because he was too old for them. He would become the Angry Beavers. <laughs> uh, I'm not making us watch Angry Beavers next day. I'm sorry. I, I might. <laughs> we have one more We have one more segment. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I know that you've been looking forward to this. I, I always look forward to this. The darkest thing that could possibly have happened in this cartoon. I feel like we covered a few of them already. <laughs> like gonna, this show has a lot of darkness hiding just below the surface. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can I'm gonna see if I can hit this diamond at the exact right angle and try to make you cry a little. So you think you lost your metaphor halfway through there? I don't, I don't think I did. I think <laughs> I picked new I think I picked new ones up. <laughs> um. So. Here's the darkest thing that I can imagine, okay? Timmy uh, hits puberty. Mm-hmm. Is think that, about it. Is that... Just think about it for a second. 
Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 it gets worse. He's also a necrophiliac. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, just let the imagination soar. He's, like, trying to go back in time, like, Cosmo his... Wonder, like, we need to study it. history. And he's like, yeah, let's go back to Cleopatra's time. But just a little after she died. <laughs> no, <laughs> or, like, in his regular life, and they're, like, and, and they're like, we can't kill these people. And I'm like, he's like, I want you to bring them back to life once once I'm done. And they just kind of have to turn a blind eye to it because hey. this is the only way he can survive. In this, in Timmy, this Timmy needs a neuralizer for, for <laughs> <laughs> to help his godparents. I'm not, put, I'm not putting the sound effect back in. Uh. <laughs> one and done. One and done. No, just put the, uh, uh, put, put the wish sound in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if the wish sound and then he gets a boner? Like, they, that's just his boner noise. They had that one um, special where it had him, like, aging and uh, and showed that he would keep his fairy godparents until, like, 18. Mm-hmm. And his height. And his height, right. Or at least when he gets really old. I like that when cartoon characters, like, get taller <laughs> into their, like, uh, into their middle ages and then immediately shrink back down when they're old. Yeah. Go ahead, reference the thing we're both thinking of. Uh, Dexter's Lab. That's right, Ego Trip. Ego Trip. <laughs> How did I know you were thinking of it? Because you made me think about it. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, that's, that's pretty dark, though. You're welcome. I, I didn't want to do a super long one, but I, I felt like that was succinct. It was succinct. If you hadn't gone further into it, I think I would have been like, oh, wait, he starts liking women. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad on its own. I just kind of felt like I needed to... Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to dissect our own jokes and make them not funny anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's close this up. Au contraire. So, uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, so we're going to be watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, I have picked out a show for next time. I'm excited. Uh, can you hide it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we are the next show that we're going to be watching. I'm going to be taking a bit of a left turn away from comedy because you don't seem to be able to. And <laughs> um, we are going to be watching Batman Beyond. Oh, I had actually thought about doing Batman Beyond um, uh, after Men in Black, but um, I, I wanted to step away from the sci-fi and also away from the uh, pre-existing, um, you know, pre-existing assets. But I really want to do Batman Beyond. Yeah, I definitely wanted to do something with Solomon Grundy in it, and uh, <laughs> Solomon Grundy so as Bruce options. Wayne, <laughs> and Solomon Grundy as Bruce Wayne That's is probably one of the best options. Is that a plot line, or are you just making no, fun of they, his age? They just look the same. <laughs> Go ahead and look it up after this. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I like how that was my criteria for picking our next shows. I want something with Solomon Grundy. <laughs> the, literally, one of the only things I remember from Batman Beyond is a line where somebody's like, "His blade, his blade's so sharp it can cut a molecule in half," and like that stuck with me because I've that's always realized how, how ridiculous that is. <laughs> that's not how blades work. Yeah, that's... you have to have magic in your universe. Well, I guess it's DC. Yeah. Did you know that Solomon Grundy was born on a Monday? <laughs> was he christened on Tuesday? I I don't even remember the rest of it. Married on Wednesday, uh, took ill on Thursday, got worse on Friday, dead on Saturday, buried on Sunday. And that was the end of Solomon Grundy. Yeah, but except that he was born again on a Monday. <laughs> yes, he was a born, born again Christian on a Monday. And... <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, right out of Mass. He's, he's the third coming. <laughs> of Grundy. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. Uh, on shows that we never want to watch, uh, the third coming of Grundy. <laughs> oh, the third Grundy coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we've talked for enough. <laughs> certainly, I'm certainly sick of us. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of any sort of crossover between uh, Fairly Odd Parents and Batman Beyond. And Solomon and, and Grundy the third coming. Getting Grundy with it. The third coming. Get Grundy it. the third coming. I'm getting Grundy with my bad soap. Yeah, I love that. Disco with myself. <laughs> How outrageous. <laughs> An immediate disco ball and background and disco music. Hmm. Oh, man. All, All right, right, man. Well, uh, until next time. Fairy Godparents! When I'm feeling lonely, sad as I can be, all by myself in an uncharted island in an endless sea. What makes me happy, fills me up with glee. Those bones in my jaw that don't have a flaw, my shiny teeth and me. They're all so perfect, so white and pearly. Brush, gargle, rinse, a couple breath mints, my shiny teeth and me. My shiny teeth so awesome, just like a favorite song. My shiny teeth that blossom, so they grow to be real strong. My shiny teeth, I love them, and they all love me. Why should I talk to you when I've got 32? Woo! Shiny teeth and me. Shiny teeth and me. Teeth and me, my sanity. Teeth and me, my sanity.